On today's show, premium pricing for Ram's newest models, forward collision warning could become mandated, and mass market brands create premium SUVs. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for June 9th of 2015. At the Detroit Auto Show this year, Ram revealed this tough-looking version of the 1500 called the Rebel. And now we know what it's going to cost. When it hits dealerships this summer, it will carry a starting price of $43,000. Ram also announced that the premium Laramie Limited model will start at just under $51,000. Of all the safety technologies out on the road today, safety experts consider forward collision warning as one of the most promising at reducing the number of accidents. And FCW, as it's known in industry jargon, could become mandated. Now the National Transportation Safety Board is urging automakers and NHTSA to mandate it. The sensor-based system can detect and warn the driver of a pending crash. Some of the more advanced versions will automatically apply the brakes, and others will even bring the vehicle to a full stop. But this technology is also in its infancy. NHTSA has initiated an investigation into Jeep Grand Cherokees that seem to slam on the brakes for no apparent reason. And we here at AutoLine have run into other vehicles that register false positives when the radar detects guardrails at turns or stationary cars at intersections waiting to make a turn. Even so, forward collision warning with full stop could drastically reduce rear-enders. Elio Motors just announced that it started working on a fifth generation of its two-seat, three-wheel vehicle. As you can see here, the styling has been updated. It's a bit sleeker than before, which the company says helps with aerodynamics, but it still maintains the same profile as the previous generation. It's powered by a 0.9-liter three-cylinder engine that was developed by IAV. Its multi-mode manual transmission was developed by Ison. The powertrain setup is expected to deliver 84 miles per gallon. It'll be built at a former GM plant in Shreveport, Louisiana, with the help of Kamau, a subsidiary of Fiat Chrysler. Elio is targeting mid-2016 for the launch of its unnamed vehicle, which will retail for $6,800. And we'll be back with a lot more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. And by Hyundai. Learn more at Hyundai.com. The premium crossover segment is red hot, and so now it's starting to attract mass market brands, such as Ford offering a new Platinum Edition for the Explorer. And now Reuters reports that Hyundai is looking at developing one based on the Genesis. And Hyundai could really use another SUV in its lineup in the U.S. Its sales were down 10% last month, and the only two crossovers it has in its lineup, the Tucson and Santa Fe, saw their sales dip in May as well. Last year, Renault announced that it's partnering with Bellore, a French electric vehicle company. And that collaboration just kicked off this month when Renault began assembly of Bellore's blue car at its Dieppe plant in France. That car was 
previously made in Italy. Boy, we've got another great after-hour show coming up this Thursday. Our special guest will be Al Oppenheiser, the chief engineer of the all-new Chevrolet Camaro. And here's your chance to hear the inside story of how that car came together. So join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insider discussions in the business. Coming up next, time for You Said It. And now it's time for some of your feedback. David Pate says, I wish Ford would buy back Jaguar and make Lincoln its mid-tier luxury brand. And Doc Wolf wants to know, did Ford make a mistake selling Jaguar and Land Rover? Well, with JLR coming out with some terrific products and the company solidly profitable, there are some Wall Street analysts who believe it was a mistake for Ford to sell it off. But when you look at the overall success of Ford's turnaround, I am not persuaded that it was a mistake. Jeff Sandy Chelsea wants to know, why are we focusing on ethanol rather than algae fuel? If algae fuel tech was developed, we could grow all of our transportation fuel in the desert, leave the food supply alone, and maybe even genetically engineer algae to create cleaner burning fuels. Well, Jeff Sandy Chelsea, algae fuel is promising, but ethanol is here today. If someone can make algae fuel affordable and in massive quantities, it could be a game changer. But no one has done that. And that's why there's the emphasis on ethanol. HTG saw our report on that 5.2 liter V8 that Ford's going to drop into the GT350 Mustang. And especially the detail that we pointed out of the series of ridges inside the exhaust and intake ports. Did Ford explain how those ports improved airflow? Well, no, HTG, they did not give us that much information, except to mention that it helps maintain attached airflow. My analogy is to the dimples on golf balls. You take those dimples off, and the ball will not travel as far because it'll generate more turbulence. Since that 5.2 liter is naturally aspirated, Ford says the key reason it was able to get 101 horsepower per liter was through better airflow. And undoubtedly, those ridges helped contribute to that effort. Man, Garibay thinks we may have got something wrong in our reporting. Are you guys sure those pictures you showed of the new BMW X1 belong to it? It looks like a transverse mounted engine. Did BMW change it to front wheel drive? Yeah, believe it or not, those pictures do belong to the 2016 X1, which is now a front wheel drive vehicle. Although all wheel drive is still an option. And we believe the new X1 is based on the same platform as the Mini Countryman. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. But that brings us to the end of today's report. Thank you for watching.